0: When I was around nine or 10 years old, I remember waking up and feeling a sense of dread, of of terror. I didn't know what was going on. There was a, a weight on my chest. I couldn't move my body, my arms and legs. No matter how hard I tried, I couldn't move them. But what made the situation worse was across the room, I could see a dismembered body. A head floating upside down, mind you, across the way. It caught my attention. It scared the living daylights out of me. I didn't know what to do. I closed my eyes again, opened them. The head was still there. I closed my eyes one more, to- one more time and I held them shut for-, for a while. I opened them again. The head was gone. And all of a sudden, I was able to move my body, my arms and my legs. I had no idea what had happened, and it wasn't until I did a little bit of research over the following week that I realized that what I had suffered with is something that many people will at some point in their life, something called night paralysis or a night terror. And that simply happens because when we get into our uh, sleep, particularly in a dream state, our brain separates itself from our body, not physically, we simply turn off the motor functions to our body so that while we're dreaming, our body isn't acting out our dreams and we're not kicking and punching and running all over the house normally, but rather we stay still. So what had happened here was I had entered a state in between dreaming and wakefulness and my, my brain had yet to reconnect motor functions to my body. That's why I couldn't move. But I was still dreaming, and that's what that head was. So I was happy to find out that there was no evil spirit or demon attacking me. It was simply a a function of dreaming. Well, I'm Ryan Foley, and you're listening to the Happy Humans podcast, and that's exactly the topic that our exploration into the world of human behavior will take us today, the world of dreams. Why do we dream? What's their function? Do dreams have meaning? Can we interpret them? We'll answer these questions today. It goes without saying that when we're dreaming, it's very different to the kind of experience we have during the day. And our brain, in, in some areas, becomes much more active, uh, the emotional centers, the memory centers of our brain, but other areas become less active. In fact, the rational part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex, this is the, the controller of our actions, the, the rational part, becomes inactive. This is why our dreams are unpredictable, crazy. They don't seem to follow a normal narrative. We can be in one place, in one time, one minute, and the next minute, things change completely. We almost go into a state of of psychosis. But thankfully, the stress chemical, noradrenaline, or it's just called adrenaline in the rest of our body, drops to the lowest possible level during sleep. So even though we're experiencing very strange, uh, fantastical things in our dreams and sometimes terrifying things, we're not actually feeling terror while we're dreaming. It's when we're transitioning into wakefulness, we're we're waking up again and the the chemicals are are rebalancing in our brain that we feel that, the the emotional response to a dream. So why do we dream? Well, we haven't really put our finger on, on the exact function of dreaming, why we actually need it, but we do know that there are a lot of positive outcomes from dreaming, and it makes sense that that these functions benefit us, and that's why we dream. Dreaming seems to help us in solidifying our memories, uh, particularly when it comes to learning new skills, particularly motor skills. Imagine you're learning to play a new sport, or you're learning to put together a set of actions as part of a procedure that has not become automatic yet. One interesting study took mice and had them learn to navigate their way through a maze. Now, they had probes put into the skull of each of the mice where they could look at the neurons firing as they were navigating their way through the maze. So they could see the mice learning and they kept track of this. But when the mice were sleeping and when they were dreaming scientists noticed that the same patterns that they had observed in the mice as they were going through the maze, those same neurons were firing again during sleep in exactly the same way with one difference. They were firing 20 times faster during sleep. And so it seemed that during this sleep stage, the mice were integrating all the learning that they had done navigating their way through the maze And that learning was solidifying during sleep. So sleeping serves a very important function for solidifying motor skills and memories. The brilliant Dr. Matthew Walker, professor of neuroscience at the University of California, Berkeley, says that when we practice and then we sleep, the next day we're 20 to 30 percent better than we were at the end of our practice session the day before. How much do you think uh, a drug enhancing sporting ability by 20 to 30% would sell for? And here we are able to improve it with just a night's sleep dreaming. So simply getting enough sleep and allowing our dreams to integrate these new skills and memories helps us get past sticking points and improve our performance in a dramatic way. Truly an important function of dreaming. Have you ever heard the expression, oh, sleep on it? You probably have. And we typically use that when we have a problem to solve, something very difficult, something we have to think through, a big decision we have to make. Because we know through our experience that after sleeping, we, we tend to approach problems better. Sometimes we can even get a solution to a problem we've been working on. The famous Russian scientist Dmitry Mendeleev was the person who discovered the layout for the periodic table. That, that same table you learn when you take chemistry in high school, and that, that changed science forever. And he had been working on how he could organize elements in that table for three days solid, and he couldn't do it. He couldn't quite figure it out. But apparently, at the end of the third day, he slept finally, and he had a dream. And he said, I saw in a dream a table where all the elements fell into place as required. Awakening, I immediately wrote it down on a piece of paper, and that's where we got the periodic table from. So yes, sleep, in particular dreaming, allows our unconscious mind to work on problems as we sleep. So often if we, if we hit a, a block or a sticking point when it comes to solving a problem, sleeping on it can certainly help. And we're not just talking about solving problems. A third thing that dreams can do, besides solidifying our skills and memory and helping us solve problems, is with creative inspiration. Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones is said to have gotten up in the middle of the night after a dream and recorded the acoustic riffs for the song Satisfaction, or you might know it as I Can't Get No Satisfaction, that one from the Rolling Stones. He recorded those riffs after a dream and then went back to sleep. So he got that creative inspiration from a dream. And there are many, many examples of similar creative inspiration arising from dreams. But do dreams have meaning? Can we interpret dreams? There's thousands of books out there, uh, even more websites where you can go and look up information to interpret dreams. Does that work? Well, to some degree, you might be able to interpret information from a dream, but only you can do it. It's highly individual. What dreams mean comes from your own subconscious. So to try and place meaning on your own dream from somebody else's interpretation is not going to work. So if you want to know, if you feel that a dream uh, contains some meaning for you, ask yourself what it means. Think about it. What might it mean given the issues that you're facing in life? What does that imagery make you think of or feel? Albert Einstein's famous theory of relativity, you may remember the formula E equals MC squared. Supposedly, Einstein had a dream in which he saw himself sledding down a mountain at an ever-increasing speed until finally he nearly reached the speed of light and as he's going down, as he was going down the mountain at that speed, he noticed that the stars started to look different from his perspective. And from that dream, he came up with the mathematics, the formula E equals MC squared, uh, which we now know as a theory of relativity. But let me ask you, who was the only one who would have been able to interpret his dream? Well, himself. Or we could have looked up, well, what does seeing a mountain in a dream mean? Or going at a high speed or going down, what does that mean? Or what do stars mean? Right? We could have uh, put our own interpretation on his dream and not come to the same conclusion. They're highly personal. So the next time you have a profound dream, look into yourself to find the meaning. What could your own unconscious be telling you in your dream? Because nobody else can give you the insight that you can give yourself. Perhaps you've had the experience though where something that you witnessed in a dream at least partially seemed to come true in real life. Or you might have known somebody that says that they they dream something before it happened. Can dreams really predict the future? Apparently, Abraham Lincoln dreamt about his own assassination just a few days before it happened. He, he dreamt that he could hear sad wailing, a crying out in the White House. And he got up and tried to find where this crying, this wailing was coming from. And he finally came to the room where all the mourners were and he saw his own corpse. Did this mean that Abraham predicted his own assassination? Well, it did happen. He was assassinated. But remember, we dream about the, the problems, issues, uh, events, people in our lives. And so chances are fairly high that we'll occasionally dream about things that might actually occur. Right, The chances are, every now and then, we'll get it right. The same principle applies to fortune tellers. We tend to remember only the few things that they get right or partially right, and we forget the vast majority of predictions that are just plain wrong or or incorrect. And it's the same with our dreams. Think about Lincoln. He held a position, a very high position, at a highly volatile time where threats to his life were common. So it's not unheard of that he might dream about a situation that possibly could have happened to him which obviously in this case did. So don't put too much stock in dreams actually predicting the future, even though it might happen occasionally. So before we finish up our podcast today, just a couple of things to think about before you go to bed tonight. Uh, One thing is, you know, we can interrupt our dream sleep with certain medications, or if we drink alcohol before we go to bed or smoke marijuana before we go to bed, those things make us tired, but they actually interrupt our, our dream sleep. And if you smoke marijuana for a long period of time or drink a lot of alcohol, that interruption builds up. And when we stop taking those drugs, uh, our dreams become much more vivid. So maybe give that a try. If you If you do smoke marijuana or drink alcohol, maybe cut it off for a little while and see how your dreaming changes. Do they become more vivid? Do you start to uh, see more solutions to problems you're working on or have more creative insights? If you want to improve a skill, a sporting skill, a motor skill, or memory skill, practice it before you go to sleep. If you're, if you're working on a problem, research the problem before you go to sleep and let your unconscious mind work on it through your dreams. Maybe you'll get the solution you're looking for. Or if you're working on a project and you've, you've sort of hit a brick, hit a brick wall. You've, you've encountered a, a creative block. Well, do something on that project, even if you know it's subpar, or even if the work isn't good enough. Do something and give your brain some information, some insights to work on during dream sleep, and you might end up with the inspiration you need. Well, I'm Ryan. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Happy Humans. I'll see you next week.